Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Current View, with the Audibles, but Mr. Terry Curran, steady away, son, how are you? Yep, steady away, like you just said. It's been a decent week. Have you? Uh, wh- what's the weather like up in the north? Shocking. Is it really? Have you got snow? We had a little bit, but very little. But we've we've had bad fro- uh, frost. Yeah, bit bit like in Birmingham. And the burning question: What everybody wants to know is Terry Curran got his Christmas tree up yet? Uh, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Superb, TC. Let's get on to the magic moments. Let's get the podcast kicked off. A great week of football as well, by the way. I know that lots of people haven't got Prime Video. Uh, which is a shame. I think that all the games should be on Sky. That's what we pay our subscriptions for. But it is nice in midweek to have all 10 Premier League games on and some wonderful moments from the Premier League uh, last weekend. Uh, TC, what have you sourced for us, sir? Well, I have two really. The Arsenal, um, the first one is that, I hope I pronounce this right, Buonanotti, is it, for uh, Brighton? OK, yeah, not, not familiar with that name, but there you go. Buonanotte. Absolutely brilliant goal. Okay. To pull one back against Chelsea, make it 2 1. I know Chelsea went on mm-hmm. uh, to win 3 um, 2. But uh, no, if it, did you not see the goal yourself? No, I haven't seen it. I've been really busy this weekend. So I've seen bits of football, but I haven't seen the uh, Brian and Chelsea goals. So it was, absolutely, it was a great goal. It came in from the left hand side. You know, bent it round. Yeah. But again, there's been plenty of goals um, where you've, you know, and it's very difficult to pick one when you know itself. There's been some fantastic uh, Premier League goals and then you've got to try and pick which one's the best. And the, the other one was the uh, Odegaard of, um, against Arsenal. The movement itself reminded me of Arsenal at the best when they were under Wenger, under Wenger you know, keeping the ball and moving it around and pulling it back and, Great finish, absolutely. Like a team team goal, that really. Arsenal do produce some fantastic team goals. And you're right, when Arsene Wenger had them, and now this recent crop at Arsenal, it's um, it's very similar in the way that they play football. Uh, I do think this season it's going to be three at the top, uh, Man City, Arsenal and Liverpool. We did, before the ball was kicked, pick our fourth place team. I picked Newcastle to finish fourth. Did you pick Chelsea? Yes. Do you want to change or do you no. want to stick? You're going to stick no. with that. Do you, no. do you still think Chelsea will finish in the top four, by the way? Well, it's more difficult now. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I thought under Poch, it, you know, it would, uh, it would be a little bit more uh, easier for them, a bit more flowing football type mm. of, you know... Uh, brought to the game but you know like the thing about it all is that 
They set off right, but they played in spasms, haven't they? Yeah, they you are, yeah. And in games, you know. they played in spasms as well. Yeah. And if... Um, when they're on the song, they look a great team. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they're off it, they look... You think, well, why have they spent all that kind of money? I mean, what are the 19 points? It's going to take some, it's going to take some doing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, look at Villa. When you look at Villa, Villa have got above Tottenham. Yes. And we're all talking about how well Tottenham were playing. I think the problem is with Tottenham, and Tottenham are still playing some great football. Um, I mean, great, a, yeah, a great result at Manchester City at, at the Etihad uh, on Super Sunday. But I think that when um, Man, uh, Man City, when Tottenham have lost really probably three or four integral players, James Madison being, for me, the biggest loss. And I think he is back in January, isn't he? So he's not going to be back for the Christmas, uh, the festive uh, games. I think that I when you think lose... I Tottenham in top four. Not Tottenham. I don't think I had uh, Newcastle in top four. I mean, no, I did. I, I had Newcastle in the top four and you had Chelsea. Yeah. I'm not convinced. Well, I, I, I'm still, the judgment is out. You say, I do like Tottenham. I think they've fallen off a little bit because of the injuries. But they're still a bloody good side, and I yeah. love the way it just the, shows the, you the if, if if you don't if you don't fear, absolutely, yeah, and give the play, players to be yeah. responsible to go and express themselves, hundred percent, and for them to understand, you know, it's not about having the ball; it's about not having the ball as well. And and you're right to your belief, your your way that you set the teams up is had important players that aren't there. But Andrew still played the same way. In that game against Chelsea, I mean, they had a couple of players sent off. But he still played the same way. He's not going to change his philosophy on the game. And I love that. Unai Emery at Aston Villa, exactly the same. He plays front foot football. He doesn't fear, fear. If you if you play the same way, yeah. you're not having to make drastic changes. Yeah, absolutely. Fetch other players in. Mm-hmm. If you look at the great teams what play a, a certain way, yeah, they always fetch a like in for like. I played in teams where just so the the left back got injured, yeah. they put the right back into onto left back. Yeah, yeah. Drop somebody from midfield into into right back. Yeah, and then fetch some. So they're making three Absolutely. major changes instead of one. Exactly. You know, and if you're watching that team. You know, you know what's expected of when you get in, and then it's up to you to establish yourself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. keep chopping and changing your teams around, and you know, at times some players will come in and say, "Look, I'd like a best boss. I'm just feeling I've got a tweak here." Mm-hmm. That's good because you know that's giving the team the balance and the trustworthy uh, among the team and the manager. Absolutely, and that's the nice thing about Unai Emery. He plays. The same way, with the same players, and it's not a coincidence that he's getting the same or similar results because they know what they've got to do to win games. Villa know that they can score against anybody. If they can keep other teams out, which they they have done largely, keep them out, they're going to get at least a draw and maybe three points. And 13 straight wins at Villa Park now. Uh, with Manchester City kicking That's off. That's an incredible to, run, isn't it? It's a phenomenal run. I mean, it really is a phenomenal... And I thought that, again, on on Saturday, uh, Sunday, because they, they played um, 
in on the Thursday, didn't they? Uh, Villa. Yeah, yeah. So the the game was brought back to uh, to Sunday, away at Bournemouth. Tricky little game, nearly come unstuck, but Ollie Watkins come up with a, a last minute header and got them a point. I thought that was a really really valuable point for Villa. And... Well, well, Bournemouth's beating Palace tonight. I mean, Bournemouth's picked up this last couple of weeks. They got some decent players, Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I thought that. And he's know, not a, listen. He's not a bad manager. Him, I'll guarantee you that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it's probably a, a place that Villa would have gone in the past and 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 got beat. But they have. How, how bad have we become as as coaches and managers in this country? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the better teams and the the, the, the teams that we're talking about playing front foot football, mostly, mainly, largely, they're foreign coaches. Probably only Eddie. Majority Howe. want to play the front foot. Absolutely, well, probably the only Eddie. Why, why, we, we, the reason why I threw that at you mm. uh, was because of um, Lampard and Gerard. Yeah, I, I just stunning, I just, isn't it? It's not. Mm. It's not. It's it's our mentality. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, it's not that I'm, you know, I'm baffled by it. I'm not because mm. probably they're looking at. Uh, the English way is, is rolling your sleeve up and coming and giving people bollockings. Mm-hmm. I mean, majority of never did that. I mean, never, our Kendall, not in my three-year period at Everton and Forest, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. There were none of that. Whereas, the other players, the managers I played under, you know, the good bliss. You could be winning 2-0 at half-time and not playing well and the manager comes and gives you a bollocking. Yeah. Now, yeah, give a rollicking for what? If I'm trying to get the best out of you and out of a team, mm. and and said that you're not playing particularly well, and some of the players are a bit fearful of having the ball, um, when they're under pressure, the fans are giving them stick, and then a manager comes in, I don't get a sense in that. I really don't. No. You know, you've got to try and get the best out of these players. Look at look at Villa from under Unai Emery compared to Stephen Gerrard. It just baffles you, doesn't it? Not it baffles you, but it just makes you think, how bad are we as coaches or managers? Absolutely. And, and not just the coaching, but the management side of it. Yeah. John McGinn was uh, was on Prime earlier and he was talking about that. And under Gerrard, there was a there was a grey cloud hovering over Villa Park. There was negativity around the training field, around everywhere. But Uno Emery is coming in then. He's lifted it, and the players all want to clearly want to play for him. Clearly, they're putting a one hell of a shift in every time they're putting the Villa shirt on, and that shirt isn't weighing heavy on their shoulders now. They look as though they enjoy playing for Aston Villa, and they play with a smile on the face as well. Yeah, Where, but I, I, again, I've played for a few few mm. clubs, and the ones where, where you go in and the training. Is enjoyable and you, yeah. you you can't wait to get in. Mm-hmm. Under Benitez, even at Liverpool, and yes, they won a European Cup or a Champions League. Yeah, I bet they'd be training. I mean, you always get the players what like the manager praise them, and the ones what don't uh, will not praise them. But you've got to get 15, 16 players on your side. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to be using the majority of the time. 15 to 16 players. Yeah. You know. 
And if you're not enjoying it as players going into training, I used to love training, mm. but some clubs used to think, fuck, it's so boring this. Yeah. You know, and that's what I found out with, with, with the British coaches. Absolutely too. But going back to Chelsea, they did bring in a number of players. They have spent a lot of money. Uh, I don't know how they get away from the financial fair play, but there you go. And you know, Everton you know how they're doing it, don't you? Well, I mean, they, they're selling academy players, aren't they? And it, it's all about no, no, balancing no, 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 no. them. They give them, instead of giving them a three-year oh, contract, yeah, seven, they seven year six, contract. seven years. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Done over, now, again, you take the, you, you take the uh, tax accountants, Mm-hmm. They set they set the tax up for people, yeah. And so the ordinary working class are completely clueless to what's wanted of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the the billionaires and the billionaires uh, pay the accountants what know around because it's accountant what sets it. Yeah, absolutely. And them accountants will mm-hmm. pass it on to the other yeah. accountants. No doubt they'll get a little backhanded mm-hmm. along the way. You know, so that's that's what happens. That's what happens in life. They mind football. Absolutely. The amount of times people said to me, or people said, "Are you on TV?" We don't make any money out of the game. Mm. Well, the rich people do not, do not throw the money away. That's how they become rich. Hundred percent, sir. That's how they become rich. Yeah, they still buy football clubs. Yeah, and I mean, you talk. I, I listen to some people talking about um, football clubs. Like, I don't know what tiers they've been, like, like Wakefield and uh, Aubrey. And, I mean, I mean, I know Aubrey don't play well. There's a team in from, is it Rotherham, Sheffield, Shirebrook? Yeah. They're spending fortunes. Mm. Now, how can they spend fortunes? They've got to be laundering money. Mm. They have to be. Because they don't get the gates to pay two or three hundred pounds. Yeah. Players or two fifty, mm. they don't get the gates. So where's the where's the revenue coming from to generate? You know, to pay Again, these. Players? You're probably right. Um, creative accountancy or accountants that can circumnavigate their way around in running a football club. A manager that can run a football club. Uh, this fella at Ipswich, what a job he's done, hasn't he's doing. he? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Did you Brilliant. think, I mean, because, I mean, last season, roll back, the, you know, the, the, to, to last season, Sheffield Wednesday were up there with Plymouth and Ipswich and, you know, it was very close. The two went up automatically, of course, and Wednesday through the playoffs. All three got over 100 points. But for Ipswich to kick it on and still be as good as what they are in the league above, and I'm not sure how many players they brought in, but I didn't see them bringing in any stellar or star names, it looks as though it's pretty much the same squad of last one, season. I think, I think they fetch one player in. Yeah. I mean, what a job it is. one player in. But again... But sometimes, sometimes... Yeah. <coughs> again, I'll guarantee you, when a team's doing well, mm. <coughs> nearly all the players enjoy going into training. Yeah. That That is one of the big pluses to a fo- success of a football team. Mm. I'm saying one. You've got to have technical ability, right? And the manager's got to be uh, right with It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. 
you really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It makes it enjoyable for you to come in. So I'll bet you they, they can't wait to get into training. Yeah. Near mind. <coughs> because when you're winning, you can't wait for the next game anyway. Yeah. You know, so that, that that's the difference. Mm. And uh, yes, he has done a, a sublime job. And the way that they play football is still playing the same way, which is fantastic. And Wes, Bur- Wes Burns' goal against Coventry the weekend. Oh. <laughs> what? I mean, not just a great strike. But a great move started off from the goalkeeper. But and Coventry, yeah, Coventry do play some. Good. I mean, we we have seen some great goals from Coventry over these last two or three seasons, haven't we? Yeah, we since have. Mark, you, uh, since Mark Hughes, since Mark uh, Robbins has gone back. Yeah, there. yeah, he's, uh, he's done a fantastic job. I mean, he's lost his main goal threatened scorer in the close season, and he lost um, Gustav Hammer to uh, Sheffield United as well. And that's a big, that's a big thing for 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 Coventry. Yeah, it is. When, he, when his financial structure is yeah. not the best, you know what I mean? Yeah. To 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 lose your two best players is is difficult, but again they're still competitive. And but... he still plays, believes in the way how he wants his team to play. And again, I've also said about Mike Robbins. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that that's you know that's strong management. You know, sometimes when players do leave and they go, oh, we ain't got him up front now, and we'll have to change our system. No. This is the way we're playing. We're going to continue playing. We've got promoted. We're going to keep playing the way. But you can't play that way in the league above, can't we? Watch us. We're going to do it. So, well done to uh, Ipswich Town. Birmingham City are away on Sky on Friday night at Coventry City. I think they're going to be taking something like three or 4,000 to uh, to Coventry. So, um, yeah, it's going to get messy, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Nic- Nicola Barella, uh, Barella, his goal for Inter Milan uh, against Napoli. I was watching that Sunday Sunday night. Uh, I do like to watch. Jock, Jock, uh, Jock, Tom had got uh, back them on his Cooper, and he said to me, "Dad, come on, look at this goal. Brilliant goal. Yeah, I'm... great. Like I said, well, great fight. There is some absolutely fabulous goals, but." There would have been, back in my day, you know, same thing. It's just that the TV's there, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Everything's recorded now, so we can yeah. play it back and watch it again. But I thought Napoli were uh, were uh, very unlucky early doors. Almas had a, a shot that um, that goalkeeper, Sam Arawi, got that, you know, and, and knocked it round the post. It was phenomenal. He made a couple of great saves for Inter. Oh, Inter. One of them was an unbelievable save. Oh, absolutely. Inter do look... A, a good outfit, a useful, solid outfit, and I, I thought about Napoli was just look... that manager is just like attacking Nunte. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but um, you know, Napoli just haven't it hasn't clicked into place for them this season. But you know, possibly last season where 
you know, there was 50-50 situations all went for Napoli. Those situations now have largely gone against them and they haven't quite had that rub. And when they when you don't score and the other team do score, goals do change games. But I thought well, he's... Confidence, complete... confidence is a big factor in any Oh, football. absolutely. And, and also you know, as well, when, you're, when you get on that good run, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything, like you said, just, co- just come for it, uh, comes off for you. Absolutely. But this season, you know, where they may have gone in or the pass may have gone there to create a goal... It's just not happening for them. No, hundred percent. So, and 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 that's the difference, isn't it? The fine margins that can define games and seasons. Uh, I, I can't remember. Well, I, I do remember uh, the Watford defender Wesley, but I can't pronounce his surname. Um, that goal, pretty much from the halfway line. Great. Oh, I forgot about that. If yeah, I'm I mean, what a. Well, I, had them, on, some... I had them on Cope and. Uh... <laughs> Oh. <coughs> yeah. Again, I mean, the goalkeeper. Just, you can see what the goalkeeper's thinking. I, I don't believe this. No, not at all. Centre half <laughs> gets it. Yeah. Great vision. It's great vision from the player. Fantastic. But we've seen a lot of goals from the halfway line recently, and that that was um, was superb. And then I watched the Liverpool game, and I thought, blimey, <laughs> Trent's free kick, Trent's winner, yeah. and McAllister's goal. I mean, absolutely sublime, unbelievable, Jeff. And nice to see Jeff Stellion uh, back on the radio uh, with uh, Talk Sport. I don't know if you caught know, him this week, Monday or Tuesday. No, I am, but Jeff's brilliant on television. I'm not saying he won't be brilliant on radio. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, on, on television, you like to see his expressions and everything, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's got a voice. He's got a voice for radio. Absolutely. As well as the TV and, also. and he's got a great manner and great sense of humour yeah. as well. And I think it's a perfect Fantastic. partnership with uh, with Ali McCoist. I did like um, Andy Townsend. Andy's here at Villa Park tonight. Uh, What's up with Brazil then? Is he finished? No, no, Brazil's still on there. Wednesdays. I think Wednesday, he does Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, Wednesday with Ali. Thursday with the Brain of Britain. And um, Friday with uh, Party Parlour. But Jeff's on with Ali McCoist Monday and Tuesday. I think with Brazil trying to get up at that time in the morning and doing a breakfast show. My Ali, Ali's brilliant, and Ali's brilliant even on TV. Yeah, he's superb. Again, you get some that have got it and yeah. some that haven't. Book Corner TC in association with MyFootballBooks.com. Uh, first off, we're going to go up front the autobiography of Kerry Dixon. Good player, wasn't he, Kerry? Yeah, yeah, it's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he buy him from? I know he went to finish him at Doncaster. But he, he finished it. He managed Doncaster. I know it didn't he work did, out yeah. for him there. Yeah, yeah. But he was a good player at Chelsea. Absolutely. We're going to put him in the Legends Lounge a little bit later and we're going to talk about his career. But uh, Kerry Dixon up front. And he was Roy of the Rovers for a certain period of time when he, he first was. joined Ch- yeah, Chelsea. He was. And there's a fellow, Jim Cadman, who does the Duncan uh, Edwards Foundation. Uh, he phoned me up and asked me if I could get him uh, Kerry's number, which which I did. And uh, there's a 60th anniversary celebration of Roy Race, Roy of the Rovers. Um, Paul Trevelyan reinvented it in 1963 because Paul's a tremendous uh, artist, drawer, sports illustrator, call them what you like. I did get a uh, couple of hours with Paul 
we cut a, a podcast together. The boy who was born to draw. I think Paul's now in his late 80s. He can't read and he can't write, but he can draw. And he was the the artist. How that, strange is that? That's mad, honestly. If you listen, it? honestly, so you listen to that podcast that I've done with Paul. Take me away, don't listen to I mean, it took me 45 minutes to get a word in edgeways. He does not stop. He is phenomenal. He also did You Are The Ref, and he has done so much in his life. Sports illustration, he's been over in America, worked with the golfers, the American football. It's absolutely phenomenal, which nicely leads me on to the second book this week. And it's called A Story of Sock Tags and Self-Belief by Paul the Beaver Trevelyan. As told by Neil Jeffries, forward by Alan Sniffer-Clark, is a good mate of, of Alan's. And in this book, it gives you all pretty much his life story and the different things that he's got involved with, um, from being a kid, first drawing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, um, through to... Now that he's still drawing, he's still illustrating, and there's some wonderful, wonderful stories. In fact, we're going to go out with Maverick Tales, the story of how Don Reavy and Jack Charlton with the Beaver concocted the Revy plan for the 1972 FA Cup semi-final. So that's at the end of the podcast. But this is a wonderful book. I mean, it really is a work of art and what Paul Trevelyan has forgotten about football is probably about as much as I know about football. The fella is an absolute genius. And in the latest edition of Backpass magazine, which is uh, Christmas and New Year edition, issue number 87, £5.90 at all good shops. The Art of Football, Trevelyan on Francis Lee, the spot king. Uh, the spot king. He was brilliant how he got penalties Well, absolutely. And they called, I mean, he, he got the nickname, didn't he? Lee won pen. Because yeah. Lee, Lee did win a penalty. In fact, I think there was only Stan Bowles and Rodney Marsh who had the similar ability to trip themselves up in a penalty area and get a, get a penalty. But Franny Lee was fantastic at that. But Franny would pick himself up and take the spot kick himself. So there's a wonderful piece on Franny Lee, the here, by uh, Paul Trevelyan on page 26 of Backpass and his wonderful book there, uh, Story of Sock Tags and Self-Belief. And it really is a great podcast. I've really enjoyed listening to the genius that is Paul Trevelyan. And finally, out of the trio this week, Duncan Edwards, The Full Report by Ian McCartney, forward by Harry Gregg. It's a wonderful book about Duncan Edwards' career. And it goes through his career record. And, you know, it is a tremendous, fantastic book there. Um, well, I've seen him play, you know... Because everybody spoke about him, all the all the all the elder ex players and, and the managers and said, you know, he was an unbelievable player. So it would have nice to have seen some clips of him, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And um, the Backpass magazine, as you would expect, uh, dedicated to Sir Bobby, and there's a lovely piece about Sir Bobby and the obituary in the, the centrepiece 
of, of Bobby as in his later years before dementia took Bobby and he, he couldn't get to Old Trafford like he used to but there he is standing there as an old man at Old Trafford in hospital the picture there uh, in the Munich uh, hospital there with a bandage round his head and the other little picture in the caption there Bobby Charlton 1968 10 years after that with the European Cup Man United being the first English club to win the FA Cup so there's a lovely uh, tribute to Bobby wonderful book about Duncan and Paul Trevelyan's wonderful book Sock Tags and uh, and Self-Belief and they're really some fantastic stories and how them sock tags because they were quite unique nobody had done that before had they too do you remember that when Leeds United uh, started wearing them sock tags one of my mates one of my mates has bought one of those oh right okay you know um, Mark Addy oh right Mark he's a big Leeds fan isn't he yeah he's bought um, he bought one oh right Uh, was it Peter Lorimer's? I think it was Peter Lorimer's. But I can remember there were they come out. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they did, yeah. Oh, well, you, you were kids. Yeah. Even though you were Sheffield Wednesday fan or maybe yeah. a Chelsea fan or whoever you supported. Yeah, yeah. My brother was a Chelsea fan. Mm. Um, you try and get those socks in, yeah. that, in your colour, like, you know what I mean? Mm. But that's but, what he did. Uh, he, he offered it to uh, Bill Nicholson at first at Tottenham Hotspur because... Paul Trevelyan, he's a Spurs fan, and, and Bill Nicholson didn't want to know. He said, we're Tottenham, we don't do stuff like that. Don Reavy, yeah. Don Reavy uh, might need something like that with the image that Leeds United have it's, got. It's funny, it's funny because, again, I'll go back to the England, mm. you know, at Leeds United, he always did things to yeah. make it stand out. Yeah. Whereas England, he went the other way, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, that would have been a great thing for England yeah. because we're making a statement. Yeah. And Leeds have made a statement with England. It was like on back foot. Mm. It was quite yeah. quite incredible, really, that what he'd achieved and what he'd done and how, as a player as well, because Don Reavy is a player. You know, a he top was, player. Yeah, absolutely. Top player. You know, won the FA Cup. I mean, and... Leeds United were stuck in that championship for years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he took them up with, I think, they won the championship. And then, you know, it's incredible because they, they should have won two or three European Cups then. Yeah, could have. And more FA Cups and more. Because they, they were going for everything and they didn't have the squads in depth in those days. No. You know, it's incredible because they got to that many finals and semi-finals, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Absolutely. And um, I think I'm right in saying they... they... You know, with Shankly's Liverpool, lots of people always said but Liverpool with Shankly, and, you know, and rightly so, they're a great side. But I think Don Reaver had won just as much with Leeds United as what Bill Shankly did with, with Liverpool. Well, but, he did. And, and, and don't forget, uh, I mean, Liverpool, to this day, mm-hmm. that cop. Yeah. Shankly meant that cop, and that cop meant Shankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... That's what stood out. We know the football, the trophies, the one and the players they had. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.